Do you like sports? Yeah. Do you like beer? Yeah. Well, the perfect podcast exists for you. Tune in every Monday as I, Jordan, stacks on stacks on stacks, lats. And me, Big Ball and Ben Larson, as we recap the weekend sports, preview upcoming games, and review quality craft brews on the Taproom Sports Podcast. Available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you get your podcast fix. Visit taproomsportspodcast.com for more info. Yo, 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 what's up, everybody, and welcome to the Square Sharks podcast brought to you by Tavour. Want free craft beer delivered straight to your front door? It's easy. Go to Tavour.com or download the Tavour app straight to your mobile device and use promo code TAPROOM for $10 off your first purchase of $25 or more. I am your host, Jordan Stacks on Stacks on Stacks Lats. Here is always with my co-host, my partner in crime, Mr. Big Ballin' Ben Larson. What's going on tonight, Ben? Not much, man. Got, uh, I mean, we had some baseball today. We had some football today. Don't no. mention it, please. Yeah. <laughs> Drinking a, a, a good drink. I can't say a beer tonight, but, you know, it's, it's a good one. So I can't complain. How are you doing? I mean, I can complain. I'm drinking a stiff drink tonight, <laughs> a, a Deepa, because, <clears throat> dude, I had like the worst betting day of all time. So, I mean, you already know about it, but I'll tell the world. So I had over 19, uh, or I'm sorry, over 20 for the first half for New England and Philly. That game finished 19, or first half finished 19, because Philly can't even muster a single field goal, dude. Yeah, that's right. Against backups. Then I have uh, Brewers minus a half a run first five. They're up four to one in the bottom of the fifth with Brandon Woodruff on the mound. Brandon Woodruff is in the NL Cy Young chase. Yeah, this guy gives up five runs in the bottom of the in the bottom of the fifth. So I lose that bet six to four. First time all season he's given up more than two runs in an inning, and it happens tonight. Yeah, that's rough. Then, Ben, then, then I take the over 17 uh, for the second half of the Patriots-Eagles game. So I'm like, all right, the, the Patriots are going to be like four stringers, dude. The Eagles can muster at least a touchdown. Nope, zero points. Patriots <laughs> score 16 points, 16 second half points, miss it by one. Yeah. You can't make rough. that shit up, dude. That is rough. Very rough. So I feel like, you know, we're going to move, move into the night with some great positive energy because it can't get any worse than it did today. Yep. Cannot get any worse than it did today. We picked uh, some tough we, games, though. I'm not going to lie. We, we did pick – I mean, I feel like I feel like we always pick tough games for the most part. I mean, last, last episode we picked three very tough games. Yep. I mean, that shit was weird. We had Red Sox first five money line. Uh, Nick Pavetta should have gotten out of the second inning like twice. Doesn't. Yep. Gives up four runs. 
Andrew Heaney gives up one run over six over six innings. First time he's done that all season. Yeah. It's I mean, it was surprising. just incredible, dude. Absolutely it, surprising. There's just bad luck. I mean, those things happen though. That's that's why you can't you can handicap games, but you can never tell because we're human, dude. Things yep. happen, bro. Things happen. Um, but you were talking about drinks earlier. You were talking about drinking something different. What are you sipping on tonight, bro? Yeah, so I'm sipping on a cider, uh, Wild State Cider. It's a grapefruit cider with Sultania hops. Um, so it still kind of has that beerish, beerishness with the uh, with it in there, but it's uh, it's six point six percent. So, I mean, to me, that's pretty high for a cider. But I also don't drink a lot of ciders, so couldn't necessarily tell you. This one is also out of. Duluth, Minnesota. Nice. Duluth, dude. Shout out Duluth. A lot of hockey uh, guys come from Duluth. Yeah, because I'm sure there isn't shit to do out there in Duluth. Damn straight. <laughs> what are you drinking? I'm sipping, on a, I'm sipping on a double IPA, 8% from Alpine Beer Company. Their logo has mountains, so I was assuming they're from, like, you know, Reno, Tahoe, Colorado. No, they're from San Diego. Where huh. there's no mountains. Yeah, that's interesting. <laughs> right. No, not a beach there. Not a nothing on nah. that can. Nah, huh. but but uh, first taste. Very much enjoy this, florally. Okay, it doesn't say what hops are in here. I'm assuming citra, mosaic, mosaic. <clears throat> I mean, dude, you smell this, and it smells like a fucking bouquet of flowers, dude. Yeah. So, very much interested in tasting the rest of this beer. But, Ben, we got to hop into these games. It's time to handicap some games. We're going we're gonna to talk three Major League Baseball games tonight. Three good ones with playoff implications on deck. Uh, first game we're going to talk about is the Chicago White Sox. They're heading into Tropicana Field, the Trop, to face the Tampa Bay Rays. Chicago is sending Lucas Giolito to the mound. He's nine and nine with a 3.83. And he will be facing Lewis Patino, who's two and three with a four point or 4.73 ERA. Um, I was going to say the battle of the Italians, but Patino is not Italian. <laughs> Just sounds it, huh? Just sounds Italian. Uh, right now, the Chicago White Sox, minus 120 on the money line. Tampa Bay Rays, plus 100 over under sitting at nine. What's your thoughts about this game? Man, this one's this is tough. Um, I was uh, literally just looking at it as you were, you know, doing your intro there. And, man, um I can't necessarily pick a money line here. I mean, it's, it's close. Uh, Chicago sitting at minus 120, Tampa Bay at plus 100. So, you know, it's a – oh, actually, no, line's moved a little bit. So it's in most books minus 115 for Chicago, plus 106, um, you know, for Tampa Bay there. Uh, but with these two pitchers, I mean, they're both – you know, pretty close to each other. Uh, Giolito has a million starts compared to Patino's like seven. 
Um, so, you know, Patino out for the month, you know, could give him at least a little bit more energy here, but Giolito's got the better numbers. So I think we got to stay away from the money line and we got to look at the over-under here. Over-under sitting at nine. Um, you've got a Chicago White Sox offense sitting at six in runs, Tampa Bay offense sitting at second in runs. So could this be something that we push over? I actually like the money line here, to be honest. I think plus 100 is phenomenal value for the Tampa Bay Rays. Um, Luis Patino at home in three He's pitched five games, started four games at home, and he has a 1.83 ERA at home compared to 6.92 on the road. So he's a he's much more comfortable at the trop than he is um, than he is on the road. Obviously, uh, with that being said, Lucas Giolito is kind of opposite. He has a Worse road splits than he does at home. 3.9 ERA compared to 3.77 ERA. That's pretty damn close. It is close, but I mean, it's still it's still not as good. And in August, he has a 5.06 ERA. He has not been good in the month of August. Yeah. So well, really, the White Sox haven't been great post-All-Star. I mean, they're hitting 235. I mean, they did just, you know, beat a, you know, a good A's team, but... You know, there were some issues context. Within that, uh, yeah, context. Within that, that series. So Bassett you know, gets hurt. Yeah. And that, well, changes that, that game changed everything. Yeah. Last night, they won three to two. The A's had runners on second and third in the first inning. No outs. Couldn't score a run. Yeah. Ben, you want to hear the craziest fucking stat you'll hear, hear all day? The A's... With runners on second and third this year, no outs. Guess what they're batting? Uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh, did I tell you earlier today? Yeah, you did. <laughs> one ninety-one, dude. Yep. Bases they're loaded. Batting they're batting two hundred nine. Yep. Dude, just incredible. Out fucking... of one hundred and fifty-two homers, one hundred and seven of them have been solo shots. Yeah. I mean, the shit just... is actually impressive. How it bad is impressive. <laughs> It is especially since Daryl Bush still has a job. <laughs> like, dude, if you're, how does a hitting coach have a job like that, dude? Yeah, it doesn't well, make any sense. It's because they're still in contention for a playoff position. Not because of their, not because of their pitching, not because of their it's, hitting. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but with that being said, I mean, you're right, dude. The White Sox haven't been good. You take away that A series, and I mean, they've been absolute dog shit. Yep. Um, and they're not a good road team either. And that's kind of been, they've had a lot more road games the second half of the season. Um, on the road, they're only 29 and 28. So they're basically a 500 ball team and they're facing a team that's even better at home than they are on the road. Tampa Bay, 39 and 22, um, against the spread Tampa Bay at home, 32 and 29, which you have the, do you have the numbers up for bullpen? I can get it. Who's bullpen? Because the, um, the White Sox have the best bullpen in baseball. Or I, should, I mean, the White Sox throw Kopech, um, fucking uh, Kimbrell, Kendrick, and yeah. Hendricks, dude. Yeah. I mean, you're talking three elite bullpen arms. The problem is, is that the White Sox starting pitching hasn't been good. Yeah. 
And Lucas Giolito has a 5.06 ERA. And the Rays' offense might be the best offense they're going to see since the All-Star break, even better than the Yankees' offense. Yeah, how does he have that high of a – he went – Because he got shelled by the Yankees, didn't he? Kansas City. He went four innings, six earned. Then he went at Minnesota, eight innings, one earned. Then he went New York, four innings, two earned. So in 16 innings, he's got, okay, 16 innings, he's got eight, nine runs against him. Okay. So the Rays bullpen is, has the best ERA in baseball, 3.10 ERA on the season. So do we go under? 1.1 whip. Uh, the only thing with going under is that both these teams have been hitting the ball kind of. Uh, you know, in the last one, two, three, four, five, six, seven games for the for the White Sox, they've put up over three runs every game, even if they lost. Yeah, the Minnesota Tampa Bay, game. on the other hand, I mean, they're fucking averaging like almost ten runs a game in their last ten, dude. Okay. Yeah. Although they have been playing against Baltimore and Minnesota for seven of those games, so yeah. that's kind of you know. It is what it is. Baltimore might be the worst team in baseball. So I would honestly, I would take that under Ben. I would take that under nine because Chicago doesn't hit well on the road, but I think Tampa Bay money line here is the play dude. I like, I really like that Tampa Bay money line. I mean, everything it seems to favor Tampa Bay considering the spot here. Yeah, that was that was definitely a lean looking at it initially, but I didn't necessarily think that was the best bet. But as we're talking about it more, it definitely definitely kind of looks like I that. would play that under um, nine too. Absolutely, I would play that under nine. So we've got Tampa Bay as the dogs are 23 and 19. Wow, it's the favorite, they're 50 and 26. Uh Wow, Chicago White Sox is a favor, 61 and 34. Uh, yeah, but you also got to, in baseball, you got to take into account. I mean, these guys are going to be favored, you know, minus 300 against a team like the Tigers. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Let's see, away, Chicago's 28, 29 to 28 at home, Tampa Bay's 39 and 22. Versus righties, both of these teams are doing work. Okay, yeah. So I'd lean, I'd lean Tampa Bay here. I'd, I'd make that a bet. I like both the under and Tampa Bay money line. Honestly, I like both of those bets. Yeah, with the bullpens. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, you're, we're basically. I would, I would probably take first five over, and take full game under. I'm gonna stay away from that first five, but I I would definitely yeah. lean first five over. Because we're probably only like we're we're probably only gonna get runs in those first five to six innings. Yeah. But let's for safety measure, we're gonna go under nine for the entire game and then plus one hundred plus money, Tampa Bay underdog. Yep, I like it. All right, with it. Let's move on to the second game. We got the Philadelphia Phillies against the San Diego Padres coming off a one and five road trip against the great teams 
of the Arizona Diamondbacks and the Colorado Rockies. <laughs> the Philadelphia Phillies are sending Matt Moore to the mound. He's two and three with a 6.07 ERA. Not much better though. Padres are sending Blake Snell to the mound, six and four with a 4.80 ERA. Right now, Philadelphia is plus 170 on the money line. San Diego, huge favorite, minus 200. Over, under is at nine runs right now. What do you think about this one, Ben? Yeah, this one, I think, I mean, I want to go with my intuition here, and I want to go San Diego. Uh, Both of these teams are batting normal against lefties. Um, You look at Blake Snell, and really he's only had, he's had three games this year, which are really just, you know, inflating that ERA. Um, He's got that game in Colorado where he went three and a third, seven earned. He's got. He's just not. Uh, he doesn't go deep in the games. That's his yeah, problem. That's that's a huge problem. So so maybe it's a money line. First five money line. Um, he has but an Oakland he, game where he, he allowed seven earned. So uh, Oakland, a Colorado, and a Houston game. But I mean, his last two stars, granted, were against Arizona. You know, and then the other Oakland game, he's only allowed three runs in seventeen innings. Yeah, and he, he pitches much better at home than he does on the road. Mm-hmm. Uh, his home road splits are crazy. He has a 2.4 ERA at home in nine starts, and then in 13 starts on the road, he has a 7 ERA. So he's much more comfortable at Petco Park. Not only is he more comfortable at Pe- Petco Park, but the Padres are more comfortable. Yeah, they absolutely. have the best home record in all of baseball. They're the best home team in baseball. Wow. And they're the best, they're they're the worst road team in baseball. (laughs) So they're, they're really, they're terrible on the road and they're really good at home. And that's been San Diego's problem all, all season long. So I see why they're such a heavy favorite here at minus 200. And I would take that money line, but we're not getting a ton of value there. So we need to find, we can look at the run line here. Run so line. we need to find some value. Yeah, run line puts at us puts us at minus one oh five. So that's almost making your money back on a W. Or sorry, and the I Phillies have a dog line. shit bullpen. So I mean they're yep. throwing a dog shit starter, and then they're gonna throw like one of the worst bullpens in all of baseball behind them. We talked about this when we handicapped that Dodgers game about how bad the Phillies bullpen was oh, man, one of the worst Matt Moore when he came back he's been I mean he was off for two weeks from July 27th to August 14th and he comes back six innings no hits no earned against who Cincinnati rising right now who look at his, look at his two starts before that though Washington he allows six runs uh, Atlanta he has allows six runs those are more dynamic offenses I'd say there than Miami two Boston two Chicago Cubs two how does San Diego hit against lefties uh, San Diego hits against lefty starters against lefty starters oh lefties all together 246. Lefty starters, I don't see. Lefty starters are hitting 248. Okay. 248 against lefty starters. San Diego is also hitting 264 post all-star break compared to a 241 
And then you look at uh, Philadelphia, who's digressed since the All-Star break, 241 down to 234. So not not dramatic, you know, seven points there, but it's still kind of on that downward trend. Yeah. They're seven and 17 and 15 compared to a 500 before the All-Star game. Let's see over under nine. Yep. So, I mean, Blake Snell is like fucking lights out at home, dude. <laughs> like, I mean, we can average take... against 181, OPS 573. I mean, everything is like well above league average, how he pitches at home. What do you think minus half a run is going to be for first five? First five. I mean, it's not going to be as good as that minus one and a half. It's not going to be as bad as that money line. Yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll probably get it for like minus one thirty, maybe minus minus one thirty, minus one fifty. Yeah, it's not bad. Somewhere around there. No, it's not terrible. No, nah, because if money line is two hundred, it's definitely minus a half a run. It's probably gonna be like minus one thirty. Yeah, but I mean, you gotta look at you gotta look at the pitchers though, because you've got Matt Moore at a six point oh oh seven compared to Blake Snell at a four point eight. Yeah, but still, the, the whole game money line is plus, is minus two hundred. So first five minus half, because minus if it's minus two hundred minus one and a half runs is going to be minus one thirty. It's minus one hundred five. Minus one hundred five. So that's basically saying that it's a 50-50 chance of San Diego winning by more than that one and a half runs so first five is going to be pretty similar it's probably going to be minus 115 to minus 130 minus half not when you have a, a significant difference matter. In it's pitching though it's 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 all about you got to base it off the line you're giving not because it's not going to be that much it's it's going to be give based off the line uh i just remember us having this same issue the other day when we took minus half a run i mean probably about two weeks ago and it was a lot higher than we thought it, it was going to be. Um, I don't recall what game that was, but it could have been a pitching change on the other team too. It's true. Because that shit happens a lot. Yeah. I like that minus half a run for that first five. I would take the minus half a run. I would even take minus one and a half runs for the whole game. How's the bullpens? San Diego bullpen, great. Philly bullpen, not great. Not great. Anyway, okay. We're that, talking that complete opposites. Philly is one of the worst bullpens in all of baseball. I'm going to pull up the actual stats here. So, I've had Philly's bullpen fuck me too many times this year. <laughs> All right, let's see here. Relief pitching, 4.58 ERA, <laughs> 1.4 whip. Or both Philly? below, yeah, both below league average for their relievers. What about San Diego? 
Let's see. San Diego splits, relievers. Where are we at here? 3.03 ERA. <laughs> That's pretty good. Better. That's one of the Much best better. weapons in baseball. Yep. Yeah, let's take San Diego first five minus a half. And then let's take full game minus, minus one, and one and a half. Yep. We can nice. actually get some value out of that. Yep. <clears throat> I like those. All right, let's move on to this next game. This is the game everyone's been waiting for for us to talk about. <laughs> this is a game that truly matters. Uh, this is the Battle of the Bay here in the better part of the Bay on the East Bay. The Giants are heading into Oakland, Alameda County Coliseum, a.k.a. the Dump. They're sending X. Alex Wood, <laughs> who's 10-3 and with a 4.14 ERA. He's going to be facing James Caprellian, who's 6-4 and with a 3.33 ERA. Right now, Giants minus 120 on the money line. Oakland plus 100 underdogs. Over under is eight and a half year. What do you think? Well, I know that the A's are batting 209 with bases loaded this season, 191 with runners on second and third, <laughs> and all of their homers, 107 out of 152, have been solo shots. And I don't know how Darren Bush still has a job. Um, <laughs> all facts. I mean, yes this is a home game for Oakland but do we necessarily take that into consideration because they're so close yeah it's still a different ballpark the mound is different it's true fucking locker rooms different <laughs> the locker Crowd rooms are definitely different, different. <laughs> You know, you're I gonna mean, be like, sitting in uh, in sewage in the uh, visitors bullpen. It's called home um, field advantage, baby. Yeah, there we go. Man, this is tough because I think Caprillion is a better pitcher that doesn't go deep into games, and then Wood is still a good pitcher that goes a little bit further into games. Um, I mean, not much. Let's see. Did either of these two pitch when they played? Yeah, let's see. Uh, Wood went five and a third innings, four hits, two runs, one earned. Did Caprillion pitch that series? No. I don't think he did. Yeah. Um, So it'll be the first time Giants are seeing him. Let's look at lefties versus righties. You got the Giants hitting right-handed pitcher at 247. Oakland's hitting lefties better than righties at 243. I don't know what the difference is, um, you know, for starting pitchers, but just pitching in general. Well, the other thing, too, is the Giants are a much better home team. They hit 234 on the road compared to 260 at home. Mm -hmm. And the A's are slightly different. Actually, no, the A's are exactly the same. They hit hit better on the road, too, than they do at (laughs) home. Uh, They do hit right-handed starters slightly better than than lefty starters, but their OPS is higher against lefties, so they hit for power 
better against lefties than they do righties. How many home runs has Alex Wood given up this year? Let's see this on the road. So he's given up in five less starts on the road. He's given up one less home run on the road. His ballpark's pretty big, though, right? Compared? Uh, I mean, it, it plays favorable to pitchers only because of the foul ball territory. So where most where most foul balls would go into the stands in Oakland, those things get caught. Well, yeah, so, but then aren't the majority of the walls are high? I guess just uh, out in in right? Right field's a little high, but it's short. It plays yeah. pretty short. Okay. Center field is the thing with The thing with Oakland, though, it, at night is the offshore breeze blows in, similar to San Francisco. So uh-huh. that's why you don't see the ball carry as much at night. Yeah. James Caprellian at home, 1.42 ERA compared to 4.93 on the road. <laughs> One, two, my guy unhittable two, at home, four, basically. Five, six starts versus nine on the road. Nine on the road, okay. Yeah, but who has he played? In? He's, he's pitched played. almost as many innings at home as he has on the road. He has three more starts on the road. <laughs> he's played Texas, the Angels, Boston, who doesn't score a run, Texas again. Nah, Boston's good, though. That, that, and he played them when they were still, like, hammering. That was a one nothing game, though. I guess he did pitch seven innings, but they still lost. <laughs> he's on, baseball, A's. baby. Come on, A's. Um, who else did he pitch against? Seattle. Kansas City, like he's not he has not pitched against good teams at home. Yeah, but That's, the Angels are a good offensive team. They just can't pitch. Yeah. Seattle is in the playoff race, dude. They're two and a half games out of the wild not card right now. When they played them, <laughs> don't matter. <laughs> My guy Caprellian is a beast. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> it's gonna be uh... objectively speaking. I honestly think Oakland plus 100 is great value here. I think it's a coin flip. I mean, to me, it's a coin flip game. So if you're going to be taking value, yeah, you go with Oakland. I I would even take Oakland first five money line. I think that's a solid bet. The problem is that both these bullpens are very similar. Like they're both pretty good, but they like to blow leads. (laughs) Yes, 100%. Um, yeah, I could go first five, uh, Oakland. I I'd probably go take, first five money line and first five under. What's under going to be at? It's eight and a half four, full game. So four and a half. Yeah, probably four and a half. I would take the under there. Yeah, you think so? Four and a half. That's so low. Uh, well, because if you if you look at the A's batting wise, I mean, first time through the order, they're batting 209. Second time through the order, they're batting 259. Third time through the order, they're batting about the same 258. So as they as they get into deeper in games, they hit better. They don't start off well. Yeah. I'll see the Giants. I was gonna ask you the Giants number. Yeah. 
so the, the Giants are kind of opposite, dude. They start off hot, and then they get cold, cold, cold until the, until the ninth. Tenth yeah, inning. sure. It's the, like <laughs> they're batting 350 at the 10th. And then they get better. Versus starting pitching, the Giants are hitting 260 versus relievers are hitting 229. Versus starting pitchers in the first inning, 256. Starting pitchers in the third inning, 281. Starting pitchers fourth time through, they've only had nine plate appearances, batting zero. But relievers, they're batting 229 against the first reliever, 215 against the second, and then the third reliever, they're batting 667 if they get to a third plus. Yeah. Not going to lie, the only one I'm really confident in is Oakland's first five money line. Yeah, they're also – I would consider Caprillion a power pitcher and against power pitchers. And a, a power pitcher is a pitcher who um, – he's top third in the league in the strikeouts plus walks. Caprillion doesn't walk many batters. He strikes out a lot of batters, though. And – the Giants are batting 217 against batters like him. So I think that that could pose an issue too. Yeah, Wood doesn't walk many. I don't think he... No, I'm talking about Caprellian, dude. I know, I, and I'm I'm trying to compare against the A's this season the Giants are batting 211 OPS of 666 which I, th- I find funny because it was a 6-5 ball game let's see what was it <clears throat> last time they played six to okay Giants two Oakland six six to five Giants had six runs. Giants won two to zero. For the three starts they've they've three games that they've had this year. So maybe we do push under. I mean, there was only that one game where we had the yeah, first five under Montas and and Wood pitching. Honestly, I would stay away from that first five money line bet because I think this might be, or if we're gonna take anything, take plus a half a run. Because I feel like this very well could be like a 1-1-2-2 ball game. Plus a half a run is not going to get us good value. I think we stick at the money line. First five money line? Yep. Because plus right, so a run and take... a half is sitting at minus 225. Yeah, that's not good. Yeah. So we're going to take uh, A's first five money line and then the first five under. I'd lean that first five under. I don't – I'm not – you don't love it? I like. I, I, I think it. that might be the better play than A's first five money line. Yeah, there were a lot of runs in that would start, but they all came after. They all came through relief. So, yeah, I mean, I can go on a limb with that under four, four and a half. It's going to be four and a half. I I definitely feel more confident if it's at four and a half. Yeah. So we'll I, we'll, I, we'll we'll take it at four and a half if it goes any less than that. 
yeah. to stay away. I wouldn't take that bet. It'd push at four. So but... we are we still gonna take the first five money line? I think so. All right, I'm with it. I like it since Caprillion's on the mound. I like it. All right, let's rewind, recap. So first game, we have Tampa Bay versus Chicago White Sox. We're going Tampa Bay money line plus 100, and we're going under nine runs for the total game. The second game, we have the San Diego Padres against the Philadelphia Phillies. We're going San Diego first five minus a half a run. And then we're going San Diego minus one and a half runs for the entire game. So we're going all San Diego on their best home team in baseball. Coming off a bad road trip, they need some home cooking. And then we have the Battle of the Bay, A's versus Giants. We're going A's first five money line. And which is plus, it's going to be plus money. It's Mm going to be like plus 120. And then we're going A's first five. I mean, I'm sorry. Total first five under four and a half. Total first five under four and a half. You're putting a shot bet on this game? Sure. I mean, are we the doing series. We, the yeah, series? Gonna, the, well, it's only two. Two games this time, so. No, it's not. It's Friday, Saturday, Sunday, isn't it? Uh, I think it's only two games. Let me double check really quick. I think it, this are they one's going only two. Friday, Saturday, and then off on Sunday? Because that's the dumbest shit ever if they do that shit. All right, I'm like pissed. it up right now. Nah, dude, they're playing three games, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yep. All right, so series. Series bet. Shot bet on the series. It's better than one of us having to take two shots and the other one just one, so. There we go. Like there it. we go. Best of luck to you, Ben. Yep. How was your drink tonight? It was good. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Before we get to your drink, what's your shark play of the day? Uh, San Diego first five minus a half a run. I like it. The way I like it. Snell's pitching. I'm going Tampa Bay money line plus one hundred. I like that. I love that bet. Yep. I love it, and I I also really like that under nine. I think both those bets are pretty pretty good bets. Yep. But how was your drink? How was your cider? It was good, nice and crisp. Um, uh, man, on a hot day, this would be outstanding. Um, a little tough to drink at six point six percent because Ooh, if you nice. if you drink a lot of them, it, it's gonna hurt. But yeah. that's the thing; like you could drink a lot of these. It doesn't taste like a six point six percenter. So, good quality uh, cider. I definitely go with it. It's it's a little tart at first because of the uh, the grapefruit, but nice uh, nice finish on the you know, on like the, the rest of the can. Those are the dangerous ones, dude. Yep. Oh yeah. Nice it's man. This double IP. <clears throat> Sorry. It says pine from the hops, but I don't necessarily taste pine. Interesting. That's that's pretty distinct flavor. Yeah. I, I think the grapefruit just kind of overpowers it. Sorry. Nice. How was yours? It was good, man. Very florally, which uh, you know, I like in my IPAs. So I like I, I like this one. This is a double IPA you can you can drink, dude. Like it, it's not one of those ones that's like tough to go down. Like this is a nice savoring double IPA. What was it called? Oh, def uh the it's from Alpine Beer Company. It's called Pure Hoppiness. Pretty good stuff, man. I would drink it again for sure. 
Well, I have another one in the fridge, so I'm definitely going to drink it again. <laughs> nice. Let's see. Can we pull what it has? Alpine, tell me. Uh, come on, come on. Come I didn't on. search it. I just opened the can. Is it on untapped? Uh, I'm on the Alpine Beer Company site, and the site does not tell me. <sighs> Doesn't. Tell That's right me here, bro. On, on the site, pure hoppiness. Well, yeah, no, I'm I'm looking. Oh at yeah, it, it doesn't, doesn't say, say any. Yeah, it, it doesn't, dude. What the fuck? No. Uh, Even on Untapped, it doesn't say. Yeah. Mystery, mystery beer. Yeah, it is. I mean, it definitely has a. It tastes like Simcoe, Mosaic, and Citra. Yeah. It has that floral aroma. Citrusy. I wouldn't say necessarily like citrusy total, but it does have like that slight citrus that gives off that like floral bouquet with the rest of the Simcoe mosaic. So I would assume that those are in there, dude. Yeah. It's good stuff though. Good stuff. It's surprising. They, They describe it as mega hopped. They use hops in the boil, more hops in the giant hot back. And then they dry, uh, and then they dry hop it. Like you think if they're talking about hops, they tell you what hops are in there. But eh, maybe it's just random. Nah, they, they 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 want the beer. They want to be able to replicate that beer, so it couldn't be random. Nelson Savon. Hmm. Interesting. Oh no. That's the different one that I'm just seeing from Alpine. My bad. It's good though. But either it way, good. it's good. Yeah. <laughs> great show. Great show. Hope y'all follow our bets. Hit us up on Twitter. Hit me up on Twitter at Jordan Rules TSP. You can hit up Ben at hashtag no Twitter Ben. Hit us up at Taproom underscore Sports. Let us know what games you want us to handicap. We got some big news coming next week. We're going to be launching something new to replace Square Sharks. I apologize in advance. Be on the lookout for that shit. Or no, we're not even announcing next week. I'm sorry. We're announcing it in a few weeks. So y'all got Square Sharks for a few weeks. I mean, you just but, <laughs> but we got something big coming. Something yeah. dope. Something dope. I'm very excited for it. So be on the lookout for that. You can catch us on Taproom Sports on Monday morning for your daily commute, recapping the week in sports from a betting perspective. Then you can catch us on APR every Thursday. Next week, we're discussing the NFC East, and we got special guest Corday Snell, my guy, who I am just going to shit all over his Eagles. So you're definitely going to want to fucking tune in for that shit. <laughs> what, a, what an enticing... Uh... Hey, I told Corday today, I was like, bro, I'm looking forward to you being on because I'm going to shit all over your Eagles, dude. I can't wait. Can't wait. It was Honestly, I took the Eagles under win total months ago, and I'm, I've am i continued to take it every month. I love the under for the Eagles, dude. Love it. And you're going to want to hear why. Tune into APR. For Mr. Big Ball and Ben Larson, I'm Jordan Stacks on Stacks on Stacks on Stacks. Lats. <laughs> 
Thank you for tuning in to Square Sharks. See y'all later. Since I check came in